putting two and two together. Tuesday, September 14th. Addendum. Dear David, you may have noticed that the previous entry ended abruptly. That's because you just called me and interrupted my writing. Thank you so much for ruining my train of thought. I'm kidding. I always love hearing your voice. Even when you're making a big deal over something that shouldn't be. Yeah, you have every right to make a big deal over this one. It's not every day that I get someone threatening to kill me. <laughs> I just can't believe someone would do that over a comic book being canceled. And I wasn't even the one to cancel it. How come there were no death threats to the company I worked for? It happened in a public forum. Uh, there has to be a way to track the guy down, right? All right. I need to stop spinning my wheels like this. I'll never get to sleep otherwise. I don't want to be exhausted for our special night tomorrow. I wonder what you want to talk to me about. It sounds big, whatever it is. You say it's a good thing, so I won't stress about it. Too much. I'll just have to figure out something to do to kill the time until you get here. Ooh, I know. If I get out of work early enough, I should be able to make a batch of my sketty sauce. That is, if I can clear off enough counter space to do the prep work. Cooking's so much easier at your place. There's actually room to do stuff. Oh well. No point grabbing about it now. I'll just do whatever I have to do to get it done. Good night, David. I'm so lucky to have you in my life. I love you. Every time I start to read an entry, my phone rings. Hey, you. Hey, cutie patootie. Okay, I'm starting to think you're doing that on purpose. Whatever do you mean, Sparkle Lips? Tommy. Sorry. I'm just trying to diffuse some nervous energy. Why? Are you nervous about your flight tonight? Oh good, you know about that. Yep. Haley called me a little while ago to give me the heads up. Up there at baggage claim waiting for you. Too bad we're no longer in the days when you could be waiting at the gate. Yeah. Romance certainly took a hit in favor of increased security. Anyway, that's not what I'm nervous about. Well, that's not what I'm focusing on being nervous about. Rachel is coming over in a little bit. Wow, talk about timing. I'm kind of bummed. Not that we get to finally talk, but I had to duck out of my Bon Voyage party early to get back home. Well, hopefully it'll be worth the sacrifice. Hopefully. Walter did say she contributed to the ticket fund, so that's a plus anyway. I think so. Oh, have you been reading the journal? I have. Although I keep getting interrupted. Aww. This time around was kind of ironic. I was reading the entry where I interrupted you. Which one was that? The night before the sketty dinner. I never did get to taste that sauce. Neither did I. That's sad. A lot of work went into that. Well, we'll have to try again soon. I guess it all depends on whether or not you read the last page yet. No, I've been good. The last thing I want to do is incur your wrath. <laughs> Smart boy. Anyway, I should probably go. I'll text you when I'm heading out. I love you. I love you too, Tater Tot. Tommy. Bye. Putting Two and Two Together, Season 2, Episode 47, Facing the Inevitable. Hi. Hi. I was surprised to get your text. That's okay. I was surprised when you responded. Sounds like we're on the same page then. Well, we both know this was inevitable. <laughs> You're looking much better. I feel better. 
you look more relaxed. Don't let appearances fool you, Tommy. I'm still on pins and needles. They're just out in the open now. Where's Nana? She's still at the Bon Voyage party. Jason's circling back to get her while you and I talk. Oh, that's right. You had that going on. I I didn't mean to make you have to come home early. No, it's okay. I needed to be home anyway to finish getting ready for tonight. So, how do you want to do this? Respectfully? I agree. I don't want to get mad. I don't want to make this about me. Even if you feel some of it should be. Rachel, that's like saying that some of the fallout from me and Steven should be about you. Well, an argument could be made for that very point. Can I make a request to not do this philosophically either? Otherwise, it's going to get old pretty quick. Agreed. So, let's make this about you for a little bit. What are you thinking? I want to kill the guy who did that to you. Not the sentence I was expecting you to lead with. Well, that's the important thing here, isn't it? I want to do the same thing to the guy who attacked you. But it's not going to change the fact that it happened. Yeah, but it'll give us something to do with the rage we're feeling. It's not going to make it go away. At least, not for any length of time. I'd like to find that out for myself. You only think you do. It's like a drug, though. You give in to the rage, and you are just going to want more... Until there is nothing left of you. And they get away with it? No consequences. Where's the fairness in that? I don't have an answer for that. If I did, I don't think either one of us would be having this conversation. But I know you understand what I'm talking about. Otherwise, you would never have forgiven Dad for what he did to you. It doesn't mean I've forgotten. I've gotten past it. I've put Stephen's death behind me. I'm able to say I love you again. I still have nightmares about that day. Only now there's a man with a baseball bat to make it a double feature. Look, I know all about nightmares, Tommy. Do you know what it feels like to burn every single article of clothing you wore that day? To keep washing yourself because no matter how many showers you take, you will never feel clean. How do you live with that? What choice do I have? What choice do either one of us have? You and I have both shut down more times than we can count because we didn't want to live with it. In your case, you became a nobody. You were allowed to exist only because it would have caused greater harm if you didn't. And you accepted that. You didn't fight back. You didn't run. You just... Withdrew. And you became the party girl who was popular with all the guys. It didn't matter who. If you hadn't gotten pregnant, you might... Still be in that loop of self-destruction. Just like you would have been if you hadn't met David. And even after David, it almost happened again. I know. I saw that, and I'm sorry. I was too wrapped up in my own stuff to help. I know you tried. I just wasn't going to let anybody in. And I could have lost David in the process. I did lose David in my process. To me. Let's not go there. That's not what's important here. Can I say something just to say it? Sure. I do wish you had told me. 
I'm trying to understand why you didn't. And I'm certainly not going to blame you for not telling me, but the fact is, I feel guilty for not being able to help you. It's just like I feel guilty for not being able to help you with that. I mean, I knew something happened, but I didn't know what. I didn't find out until years later. You were a kid. What could you possibly have done? You weren't much more than a kid yourself when I was raped. Sure, you were living on your own, but you were not an adult yet by any means. You're probably right. One thing that keeps coming up for the both of us. We both wish we could change the past for so many reasons. But we're never going to heal until we can finally accept that it happened. And no amount of wishing is ever going to change that. So much for no philosophy. Yeah, well... Any way you look at it, we both need to forgive who we were back then. Rachel, we both need to forgive each other now. What's stopping us? I don't know. Pride? Anger? Pain? How about pure stubbornness? I don't know, but I want my brother back. I never wanted my sister to leave. Well, I'm here. Now. Can we please take the next step together? I thought you'd never ask. Well, this party dissipated quickly. Yeah, but look at the mess that's left behind. There's not much more than the average lunch rush, and fairly contained. Feel free to take home leftovers if you would like. Walter, I hope you don't mind me sticking around for a little bit until Jason returns. My pleasure, Estelle. And there he is. Did you enjoy your stay? <laughs> Very much so. Hi again. I got back as soon as I could. Where is everybody? You're looking at them. I'm sorry to waste everybody's time like that. Nonsense, Jason. A good time was had by all, and Tommy got the gift that you graciously organized for him. And hopefully he's getting another gift at home right now. But David's still in California. Not that kind of gift, smartass. I don't know what you were thinking, but David has an actual gift waiting for Tommy. I do not believe you. He does. Oh, I believe he has an actual gift. I simply do not believe that is what you were referring to in your initial statement. Should you really be talking about this in front of your grandfather? Oh, relax! He's been caught doing worse. Like what? Like me. <laughs> wow. I think we just broke Jason. From what I understand, that happens often. I, I think I'm going to curl up and die now. What did I just miss? Never mind, Casey. You guys were talking about sex again, weren't you? Now, whatever gave you that idea? I just took one look at Jason. I did the math. As I meant to say, with any luck, Tommy is having a good conversation with his sister. Fingers crossed there. Uh, can I at least help with cleaning up while we're waiting? Sure. You want to sweep or wipe down tables? Whatever. Okay. Here's the broom. Casey, can you grab the tables while I wrap up the food? Sure. I can help you with the food if you want. That's all right, Maureen. It's no trouble. I insist. Okay. Well, that just leaves the two of us, Walter. Are you volunteering for the garbage run? I think I will sit that one out if it's all the same to you. I can certainly understand that. Estelle... I hope you have not been offended that I have not been able to spend as much time in your company as of late. Not at all, Walter. We have both been busy. If it's anyone's fault, it's my grandson's. Oh, you do not mean that. I'm not blaming him, mind you. 
merely the circumstances that his injury created. The blame firmly belongs with the animal that caused his injuries in the first place. I do hope they eventually catch him. I'm sure there's a long list of people who want that. Hopefully things will settle down soon. I could use the rest. There's no rule saying you have to do everything all the time. Just the one I created for myself. Well, sometimes rules are meant to be changed. I thought the expression was broken. Broken, Walter, suggests a disregard for the rules. Changed is an acknowledgement of them and a conscious decision that they no longer apply. A valid point, and one that I should probably consider. So, what should I do? About what? About Anthony. How should I know? Do you think I do? Well, Maureen, that's probably what you should concentrate on first, then. Are you annoyed with me? I'm annoyed that I had to tell you when I promised Max and Anthony I wouldn't. I'm sorry. You didn't have to do that. It was either that or let you go on and on about his feelings for me that he doesn't actually have. Feel free to tell them it was my fault. It was your fault. Okay. Look, Maureen, I'm sorry if I'm being harsh. I know this is a surprise to you, and if it was actually me, I wouldn't know what to do about it either. I've just got a lot of other things on my mind right now. Anything I can help with? Not right now. I'll let you know if that changes. Deal. Uh Oh, that's Tommy. Uh, Rachel's on her way out. Uh, things seem to go well. Estelle, um, we should probably head back so I can get him to the airport on time. Of course. Let me just grab my bag. Casey and I should probably head out, too. It was a great get-together. Thanks for letting us be a part of it. Thank you for contributing. Are you ready to go, Casey? As long as Walter's okay with me heading out. You are currently here as a guest and not as an employee. You may go. Thanks. Take care of yourself, Walter. You too, Estelle. Please keep me apprised of your moving plans. Will do. Bye, everyone. Enjoy the rest of your day. Well, that was fun. (laughs) I'm going to take care of the garbage run and then head upstairs. Actually, Haley, could you hold off for a little bit? Sure. What's up? I believe it is time for you and me to sit down and talk. Lissy, hi. Glad you made it. I told you I would. I uh, hope you don't mind that they already seated me. (laughs) No, that's fine, Mark. I'm more surprised that you're actually here early for a change. I figured it would be one less thing for you to get on my case about. Well, if you wish to score more points, then perhaps you can drop the Lissy nickname. Hey, you gotta leave me something. If I've gotta. You never used to mind it before. Oh, I always minded it. I just tolerate it less now. Okay, Alice, have it your way. Thank you, Mark. They've got a great surf and turf special on the menu. Is that what you're getting? I'm thinking about it. (laughs) I'll see what else there is. Go for it. You know, if this goes well, maybe I'll let you try some. That's quite all right. You always used to say that. But by the end of the meal, you were always dying to eat off my plate. I think I can manage. Do I make you that uncomfortable? I think you like to make things difficult. I'm trying not to do that right now. Well, I might as well ask. Why am I here exactly? Well, at the risk of having you bite my head off, I'm worried about you. That is completely unnecessary. Listen, Alice, 
In the same week you buried your husband, you found out our number two son is following our number one to Boston. Not to mention our number one and soon to be number two grandchildren. It bothers the heck out of me. I can't imagine what you must be going through. What am I supposed to do? Clutch my pearls and damn the world for disrupting my happiness? For a start. What good would that do? Bill will still be gone. And so will Matthew and David and Jordan. Don't forget Lisa. And Lisa. It's okay to be sad about it. Well, I am so glad I have your approval. It makes it all worth it. Alice, can we please cut through our game for a little bit? I can tell you're trying, Mark, and I do appreciate it. But I'll be fine. I don't need to be rescued. I will manage. I don't know that I will. What do you mean? I loved having the boys around. No matter what was going on in their life or or, or in my life, the bond was always there. When Davy left, it was hard. But I told myself it was time for him to venture out and to be who he wanted to be. You know, it took him a long time to get there. I, I think he's only just figuring it out now. But with all that, I still had Maddie here. Unlike his brother, he's known what he wanted his whole life, and he's done everything he could to make sure he got it. And one of those things is Jordy. I was so looking forward to being there for him like I was for our boys. But now they'll both be going away and taking Lisa, who I love like my own daughter, with them. All of that is bad enough. I can't even imagine losing a spouse on top of that. Especially after only being married for such a short time. It's difficult, yes. More than difficult. Downright impossible. If I'm being honest. But what am I supposed to do? Well, you can start by leaning on your friends. I'll leave it up to you whether or not you want to call your ex-husband your friend. But please, don't retreat into yourself. I did that for a while when you and I split up. It's not a good feeling. I suppose it couldn't hurt to talk to one another from time to time. After all, we do have another grandchild on the way. Now you're talking. So, you're saying the Surf and Turf special is recommended? That's what they tell me. They uh, don't usually disappoint. Maybe I will consider trying it. Very good move, Alice. I certainly hope so. Marky. I'm listening, Walter. What did you want to tell me? First and foremost, it is... Important for me to tell you that I owe you an enormous apology for my actions in the past month or so. It's all right. No, it is not. The way I treated you when I misplaced your grandmother's camera was inexcusable. But we found it. No harm done. I wish I could believe that. I saw your reaction that day. I know how worried you must have been. How worried you have been ever since. It could not have been easy for you. This conversation isn't easy either. No, it is not. But I have to tell you that even before the camera incident, I had become aware of a growing problem. So much so that I went to the doctor and got a diagnosis. 
Is it? It is Alzheimer's. I have never wanted to say a word less than that one I just said to you. How far along? Early stages. The doctor told me that most people wait much longer than I did, so in that respect, I am lucky. For now, I am on some medication that will at least help me with the behavioral side of things. It will by no means be a permanent fix. I am not even sure how much of a temporary one it will be. But that is where I am right now. What can I do? All I ask is that you be there for me and not take offense when I am frustrated. In this moment in time, I know fully what I am asking of you. Please know that. Of, of course. Does anyone else know? As you probably suspect, Tommy's father, John, knows. He is the person I spoke with after I yelled at you that day. I thought so. What about Estelle? Not yet. I did not want to tell her before you. As it is, I should not have told John either. You should have been the first one I told. I understand. The order doesn't matter. I'm just glad you did. What are you going to do now? The same thing I have always done. I am going to live my life the best way I know how. For as long as I know how. I, I mean, about the shop. I have been asking myself that same question ever since I found out. Unfortunately, there is no scenario that I can foresee which involves me being able to continue the way I have been. What does that mean? I cannot ask you to take on full responsibility here. It is not your path. I have already cost you your senior year of college. I cannot ask any more of you. So are you saying you're retiring? I, are we closing the business? I, can we even afford to do that? There is no mortgage on the shop or on the house. That much is a blessing. Beyond that, I believe I will need to employ the services of our friend David to assess the rest. Once we do that, we can determine the best course of action. There might be another way. What do you mean? Well, I've been talking with Anthony and Breen and Max, and I'm hoping to talk with Tommy soon. Anthony has been researching a way to invest in the business and take it over, and he wants to expand it to include live entertainment and social gatherings and art exhibits, and maybe even serve alcohol in the evenings with the shows. It sounds like a really good idea if you're interested. What do you think? You spoke to your friends about me? We were all worried about you. You were worried? But did you come to me with your concern? Did you tell me how worried you were about me? No. You and your friends have conspired to take away my business from me. Walter, it's not like that. And how long were you planning to withhold this from me? Were you going to wait until I was so senile that I would just hand everything over without knowing what the fuck I am doing? Walter, calm down. This is what I get for trying to spare your feelings. I do not know why I bothered. You clearly do not have the same respect for me. Walter! Get away from me! Get out of here! No! This is still my store. This is still my property. Leave! No! I will not! Fine. You wish to stay in here? Do what you want! 
I will be going home. I would advise you not to follow me. Walter! Putting Two and Two Together, Season 2, Episode 47, Facing the Inevitable. Written, produced, and directed by Peter Cosmas Sophronis. Based on his original play, Two and Two Together. Tommy Hansen was played by Dan Murray. David Sharp was played by Adam Haru. Rachel Hansen was played by Jenny Fielding. Maureen Sloan was played by Chrissy Kearney. Haley Gettleman was played by Rachel Rabinovitz. Walter Gettleman was played by Alexander Perny. Estelle Hansen was played by Barbara Bourgeois. Jason Reyes was played by Peter Sophronis. Casey Sloan was played by Casey Stevenson. Mark Sharp was played by Will Daly. Alice Williams was played by Kathleen Wachowski. Sound Engineering by Dan Murray. Sound Editing by Peter Cosmas Sophronis. Theme Music by Valerie Forgione. Special thanks to Leonard Kaplan, Ian Daly, Jenny Fielding, and Dan Murray. The script of the original play, Two and Two Together, is available for purchase at Amazon.com. In addition to these weekly Season 2 episodes, 9 episodes of Season 0 and 24 episodes of Season 1 are available on most podcast platforms. For further information, please visit www.petersophronis.com. On behalf of the cast and crew, thank you for listening to this episode. Please tune in next week for another episode of Putting Two and Two Together, Season 2.